Okay, welcome everyone to this open session. Uh, if you're new here, this is a session where anyone can speak, but mostly Jana talks. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no, Jana, Jana starts the conversation about a particular topic, but everybody is invited to give their opinion and to give their thoughts. And don't be shy, feel free to speak up or put up your hand if you have something to say, or you're welcome to just listen if you don't feel like getting involved in the conversation. And today we'll be talking about historical figures. And before we started, we'll just say hi to Rebecca, who's going to watch it later and can't make it today. Also, this recording will be put on YouTube, so don't um, offer any personal information that you don't want to be to be um, put on the internet. Okay, take it away, Yana. <laughs> Rebecca, I miss you. I love you. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Uh, because of that fact that we have Ukrainians in the chat, uh, I think that this con uh, uh, conversation would be uh, could be very controversial because uh, we have different opinions uh, about uh, different historical characters. And I will start uh, about my favorite ca character, and as I told you, I love him, not because of his action, but because of his vibe. And <laughs> my favorite historical character in Ukrainian history is Nestor Makhno. <laughs> uh, okay, for, for people who know nothing about Ukrainian history, uh, uh, we have very special period after 1970 and till 1922. It's time when uh, Russian Empire collapsed and uh, Ukrainian uh, Ukrainian political movement arised. And uh, on these five years, we had very rich political history. It means that we uh, had in Ukrainian politics all spectrum of politician um, views of political thoughts. And uh, uh, one of my favorites is, of course, Nestor Mahno because he was anarchist. <laughs> And I love him, uh, I like, like him because he was against everyone. So he didn't like, no, not UNER, he didn't like uh, Hetman Skoropatsky, he didn't like uh, Soviets, a Red Army. And uh, what is very special uh, about him and about his uh, uh, political um, career actions, he successfully did first in the human history and the for the last in the human history actually functional anarchistic state it was first in the human history and the last so uh, uh, no one could uh, was couldn't able to do this, but Makhno and Ukrainians did first anarchi anarchistic state. Uh, and of course, it didn't survive at um, uh, Soviet's occupation. And Nestor Makhno did the same mistake that uh, did Bogdan Khmelnytsky. Because on, the, on his situation, he thought that uh, if he will unite with um, Red Army, it will help uh, to him uh, to continue his political um, movement. But after he helped to Red Army to um, throughout, throughout um, uh, monarchist, Russian monarchists to Crimea, uh, Red Army uh, uh, surrounded him, his army, and uh, uh, killed almost all of his um, uh, army. <laughs> and he uh, ran away to uh, Romania, 
And after he uh, emigrated to France and uh, died in Paris. But um, I like him because of his chaotic spirit, because his army was um, very special because what he, he, they did, they take uh, machine guns and put uh, their own um, cabins. <laughs> and that's why his army was very quickly and very maneuverous. I hope maneuver <laughs> But what's the most interesting in this situation is that Ukrainians now in the Ukrainian-Russian war actually did the same. They take it, a weapon and put it in the modern uh, cars and uh, use the same technique uh, of fight that Mahno invented in his time. So, yeah. He's my loved one. I just show uh, heart with my hands. <laughs> uh, did anyone uh, uh, want to argue with me and uh, <laughs> show his disagreement, Vitaly? <laughs> or agreement, or agreement. It's just your own appreciation of uh, uh, his depicting uh, like visual uh, of him um, some not non-standard decisions but not person itself not his uh, activity and so it can be important. yeah he's very important also for my region because his uh, uh, most activity was in uh, Dnipro region and in the Parisia region. It's his most area uh, uh, of actions. Uh, that's why he is important, not just for Ukraine, but especially for my uh, homeland. Yeah. So you said and that he was quite a controversial figure. Um, yeah. Do, does anyone have any different thoughts about negative uh, traits of this person? Like, he was technically a terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> because oh, idea of anarchistic state, it means that you don't have uh, supreme power. Yeah. That uh, society regulated itself. And he uh, like take it, uh, money from rich people who like work it hard for this money, but he take it, this money and proper, uh, properly pro property. Uh, yes, property <laughs> uh, and take it for his army. But in the same time, his army was very big because lot of peasants appreciate his actions and for example from my uh, uh, region uh, uh, to his army uh, joined uh, 10,000 people so people on the villages really liked him that's why Soviets had a lot of problem with uh, Nestor Makhno because they wanted to put their um, influence in the, into Ukrainian peasants but Ukrainian peasants actually like Nestor Makhno and uh, appreciate his actions and uh, did what he recommended to them. And that's why uh, um, uh, he uh, survived uh, 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 Soviets uh, tried to kill him several times, as always. Yeah, <laughs> but um, he made this uh, mistake when he, uh, in in the nineteen twenty one, joined the Red Army. Mm, but before, yeah, like before, he was against 
everyone like against monarchists against democrats against red army against everyone uh, he, he had his own view of ukrainian of ukraine history of ukraine um, state but uh, he did a lot of mistakes and uh, because of uh, this like um, <clears throat> Uh, he is a historical loser. We can talk about this. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah, and actually, uh, as he was against uh, Ukrainian national national republic, he made uh, some harm for Ukrainian state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hundred years ago, because he was he was against a conception of state itself. Because he was anarchist, anarchist. Yeah, like but, uh, uh, one can say yeah. that he that he follows some uh, traditions of siege of Cossacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not having uh, stayed, yeah. be free, and so on and mm-hmm. so forth. Like, and it actually works, but it works only a small um, part of state actually. Because if you have a big state, you need uh, power, you need some institution of control. And uh, I'm not sure that his state would survive more than 10 years. I don't know. So how long, did, again, this, how long did this anarchistic society survive for? Almost two years. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not much, <laughs> not much, but <laughs> it, it it works. It, it worked actually. Yeah. It worked, <laughs> but not long. <laughs> but again, I like him for his chaotic wipe and um, uh, of course we all human beings and we all make mistakes. But price of his mistake was very high because uh, uh, of his actions against everyone, I think particularly it's his fault that we lost statehood on uh, on this period of time. I see. Um... And, and, and when he was very short, uh, sure, was, uh, yeah, and I am sure too that <laughs> we had a lot of common. <laughs> um, Sergei or Yamanchuk, you're welcome to join if you have any thoughts, uh, or you can just listen, it's up to you. You can just put your hand up if you want to say something, and I'll invite you to speak, or you can just speak up. Okay, do you, do you have other figures you wanted to talk about, Yana, or are we sticking with... I will left the light spot for someone else. Uh, I'm very generous today. (laughs) 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 But if 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 we will have some problems with historical figures, Mm. I have another candidate for this. But let's talk about him a little bit later. Okay. Vitaly, do you have a favorite historical figure from Ukrainian history? It's hard to name one. Mm. Choose that one who has the same vibe as you, that you think you would be a friend, or at least you you maybe will understand each other if you meet this person. I just kind of cannot think of one. <laughs> okay. Say it uh, all of them. Uh, as you told told about the vibe, I thought of uh, Horshavsky, like the vibe, mm-hmm. like very uh, stable and sitting on with books, writing history, mm-hmm. intellectual, and elegant, yeah, historian, yeah, historian, but, uh, historic, but a bit boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he had gorgeous beard. It's it's just today's vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Boring. And we had money with Ruszewski. Yeah. It's how many? 50 hryvnas. 
Okay, uh, and yeah, uh, yeah. and Rushevsky and who 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 else? <laughs> I'm thinking more of some uh, figures of literature mm -hmm. more than political. But roles. you know, they was also was historical characters. I try. I'm trying to to remember. Because, for example, the uh, he was not just a, a writer. Yeah, or Venichenko. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially from the same age as. Uh, we're talking Especially about. Especially Venichenko, yeah, he uh, played a big uh, part on uh, this uh, period uh, of Ukrainian political history because, like, he was good writer, but he also was good politician. Yana, can you tell me more about the one who wrote Anaida? Uh, Kotlarevsky. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, uh, uh, he was like well-educated well, well for his time and uh, um, everyone told him that you could write anything on Ukrainian language because it's language of peasants. Um, but he decided to like, hold my beer. <laughs> And uh, he had the audacity to take a classic of uh, literature like Anaida of uh, Vergilius, Vergilius, Virgil, Virgil, and yes. uh, um, Virgil, and uh, make a parody. He didn't translate it, uh, Anaida of Virgil, uh, into Ukrainian. He made actually parody. And he put a lot of uh, a social critic in this poem, especially he criticated a lot um, uh, the catch in the second because he based one of his characters on this person. And, uh, um, uh, and this poem was like very controversial for that time because Everyone understand uh, what he writed, uh, about whom he writes this uh, uh, poem. And uh, after him, like he showed uh, that Ukrainian language capable to um, um, express a lot of thoughts, a lot of aesthetic categories, and that's why he like is very important uh, for Ukrainian history uh, and literature and Ukrainian language because he wrote not just um, poem Anaida, he wrote some uh, plays for Ukrainian theater, 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 theater. <laughs> theater. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, uh, Ukrainian theater was like beat Part, big part because had a lot of influence on uh, different classes of um, people because everyone could uh, came to theater and see uh, the play on Ukrainian language and that's why uh, we had a lot of uh, laws in uh, Russian Empire that forbidden Ukrainian language not just in books but also in theater. Yeah, we have a lot of problems <laughs> because of Russians. <laughs> As you, uh, uh, let me interrupt you once in a while. Uh, when you were talking about uh, Machno, you mentioned that he's controversial as much as uh, Bogdan Khmelnytsky. Uh, yeah. Could you share your opinion on Bogdan Khmelnytsky? Is he a traitor? Is, uh, did he make more harm than good? Or did he, ma uh, did he make more good than harm uh, in uh, nowadays perspective and try to just evaluate the, the perspective of that time? Because... I have a bit of opinion here, but I want to hear yours one first. Mm. 
Filip Danilovsky wasn't uh, isn't the greatest figure in Ukrainian history because like I blame him for um Berestetsky Stati, yes, for his mm -hmm. uh, union with Moscovia and it his it was his biggest mistake but uh, on that time like he decided to, you have from one side uh, Pospolita, from the other side you have Crimean Hanat, and uh, from the sea you have like this uh, Turkey uh, Ottoman Empire, and decided that Moscovy was the uh, smallest evil, but it was his mistake. And um, about his actions, like. Uh, what about his, his motives? Uh, you know, some people uh, think uh, that all these historical figures have this high ideas. No, all of mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. has a personal motives. Yep. And I'm sure that Machno also had his personal motives. Uh, but uh, uh, in that period, his personal motives and desire of Ukrainians was like had the same vector, has the same um, uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, direction. direction. Thank you very much. Yeah, it has the same uh, desire of uh, Khmelnytsky and desire of Ukraine. Cossacks, especially Cossacks, has the same uh, directions. And, uh, but uh, again, he made huge mistakes, mm, and uh, I don't. But actually, if I was on his place, I actually don't know what could I do in his position. Was it? Uh, did you know that uh, some historians say? I don't know if it's uh, um, uh, established facts or is it just a rumor that uh, he did uh, the, re, uh, the, the union with uh, Moscovia due to his personal uh, the, the disrespect uh, that uh, Polish king uh, mm -hmm. just showed uh, in his direction uh, towards him? Uh-huh. Uh, like, maybe. It could be like because he has this very personal relationship with the uh, Polish king, and yes, he just wanted like pidnasrat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can you translate into English pidnasrat? <laughs> I cannot find any word for this. Even swear words. <laughs> Can you put it in the chat? Word Pidnasrat? To write in the chat? <laughs> it's like when you want to make some little uh, uh, city um, uh, uh, evil things, it's Pidnasrat. <laughs> and uh, like, Personal for me, uh, I from all this our hegemons, I like uh, Firko, and uh, because because he uh, around him was lot of rumors, uh, and uh, uh, some people told that he was um, charactertic. It's like Cossack magician Witcher. and like Witcher, yeah, Witcher, <laughs> and that he can uh, turn into wolf uh, and uh, um, uh, he like uh, iron can't harm, harm him that's why bullet can uh, uh, make a hole in his body so uh, he was like a very legendary character and i like mazepa uh, yes, so, um, because of uh, his decision uh, not to be part of uh, Moscovy, uh, but I liked him because he was like typically 
European politician, like absolutely typically European. He was well educated. He knew it several languages. Uh, he uh, dressed stylish for his period of time. And um, Peter II, uh, like jealous because of Mazepa, because Mazepa had more politician weight in Europe than um, Peter II uh, himself. And uh, that's why I like Mazepa like, more than uh, Bohdan Khmelnytsky, for example. Do you think that uh, Budan Khmelnytsky was just tricked or uh, maybe he had some second thoughts of what he was doing? Maybe he thought uh, had second thoughts because maybe he thinks that influence of Moscovy will not be that strong. Is it religion? And he thought that he uh, actually, he was Muslims. Khmelnytsky? Oh, uh, um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was so friendly. Yeah, he was friend with uh, Crimean uh, Khan, uh, Hiram, and uh, when he visited him, uh, they uh, take namaz. So they prayed together, uh, and uh, I, I, this like interesting fact about um, Bohdan Khmelnytsky. And uh, I think that he decided to be with Moscovy because he thinks that, like, from all neighbors, Moscovy was the weakest on that period of time. And he decided that maybe this was like. Uh, from like little gap of time uh, after this uh, period of adaptation he will took the power again but uh, the teeth of Moscovy uh, was very deep already in uh, the Hetman state again he does human beings uh, human being and he made mistakes, and I don't know, could I be better, could I have better performance on his place? Yeah, and history doesn't know any conditionals. Yes, yes, yes. So now, yeah, from perspective of few centuries, we can think that, oh, but that's Melitsky, what did you done, you piece of... <laughs> pressure he feels on that time uh, because like uh, uh, around him was also a lot of uh, strong figures uh, uh, Ottomans who like uh, can take power on themselves but after the death of Bodan Khmelnytsky you know it's not just first time when we had like uh, one um, ruler uh, who was the strongest and after his death like everything like <laughs> ruined it on the on, on the pots <laughs> uh, because after Yaroslav Mudry it was the same situation because like uh, he was great but after his death uh, Rus just uh, separated on different uh, kingdoms yeah, we have a talent to mess same things up. <laughs> yes. It's long long Ukrainian tradition not to mess it up. <laughs> but also, you know, uh, this tradition shows that we actually have a lot of problem with uh, central power yeah you know so if we have like the strongest figure in uh, in our political life we actually didn't like it uh, as much so uh, parliament system is more suitable for us than presidential uh, 
system of state. From from my my limited knowledge, it seems as though um, uh, leaders don't last very a long time. <laughs> like um, like the fact that you've had a new president every time there's an election, for example. Uh, I think that for Ukrainians, like most suitable when we have new president every new elections. <laughs> <laughs> because if one of president had two terms, uh, it's it's always ended with uh, like uh, big problems in our uh, political life and economical life also. But now we uh, under our war uh, law, yeah, and that's why we couldn't have a. Martial law, we couldn't have elections, mm, and like mm, I don't know how how we will mm, what will we do in this situation because uh, war war yes we have the war in state but we uh, also have our inner uh, political struggle between some political figures and I hope they will have enough of uh, uh, rationality to understand that uh, keep your ambitions to yourself and please shut up because before we will <laughs> win. <laughs> It, it comes to sadness, yeah. <laughs> As Ukrainian who lived in uh, not far away from front line, uh, and for many Ukrainians, like we don't think about future. I have not plans uh, for future, for example. I have plans only for one month at least because uh, like you really really have a chance to die uh, next morning and that's why I have you no know, any plans for future and I don't think about our future political life because uh, we have uh, a mission now we need to survive as a state, as a society, and uh, everything else actually doesn't matter. Like when you have such existential загроза, Vitaly, як буде загроза? Existential threat like war when much bigger, much stronger country uh, invited your state. A lot of things became like they not they, these things don't matter to you nothing. Like it's nothing for you anymore. Uh, and that's why it's easier for Ukrainians to make decisions because like you have two options it helps to survive yes it helps to survive no said fuck off <laughs> then fuck off <laughs> it's also like we have in their joke like uh, if we uh, every time when we had some new weapon or uh, when we have some interesting political figures, we're also talking about, can we throw it into Kerchen Bridge? <laughs> can it help with this, this bridge and destroy it? It's all, uh, it's, it's all uh, what is matter now. I know it sounds depressive, but actually it helps. Uh, to copy the situation in which I live. Because if I will have some dreams about future, I will be very, very disappointed. 
because uh, full-scale invasion like it's almost two years and uh, any plans what i had before full-scale invasion uh, i can't realize it those plans because of a lot of reason but again I don't think about future. Indeed, I don't think about future president elections. <laughs> Not yet. Yes, so of course. Again, what I think about it: how many, I, uh, uh, how many, how much money I can donate in this month, because I I have plans to buy some food, maybe some clothes, and all what I have uh, above. I spent on donation for Ukrainian army, for Ukrainian volunteers. And uh, it, it's my form of uh, fight. But again, it's not the same as uh, Ukrainian armed forces fighting for, for, for my ass also. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot about huh? <laughs> like let's mention that I started from love and I've started from <laughs> positive vibes. <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, like uh, uh, we don't have like this uh, uh, much of uh, historical jokes because Ukrainian history is always about struggle. It's always because uh, about losses, and uh, that's why we don't have uh, much of jokes about historical. Um, we can make jokes in the modern time. Uh, yes. <laughs> like some funny uh, prime ministers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny, but not funny, actually, but very funny <laughs> words they said in a very very funny way. Mm, uh, Azirov. Yep. Like, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's the hardest um, joke to explain to foreigners because. Uh, as Azirov, it was was one of my, our premier minister, and he was yeah, actually Azarov. <laughs> Azar oh, <laughs> we all call him Azirov because he uh, he was pretending to be the, a professor of Ukrainian language or uh, some sort of doctor, uh, like PhD, some sort of. And uh, he used words like in where in Russian it's O, he used uh, E in Ukrainian. Like there was a historical um, shift from O to E, e uh, sound, but uh, not in all the words. And he used like, uh, and that, that's why we, we name his not Azarov, but Azirov, like switching the, the vowel. And he, it, it, you cannot just explain those memes. Uh... Yes, yes, and you know because of him, we uh, uh, we have this new word uh, word in Ukrainian, Krovosisa. <laughs> okay, <laughs> originally, originally it was Krovosos, <laughs> not blood titter, blood titty. <laughs> But in in this case, you need to pronounce Kravosos. But he pronounced Kravosos. Like, yes. <laughs> Meaning, yes, very close. And... Uh, Yes, it was first official speech. 
on the state TV, on the state TV, and he tells, and you know, we have this uh, very uh, famous volunteer, uh, Pretula, and he uh, makes this uh, uh, fake translation of Twilight. And <laughs> this famous scene where when Bella uh, tell, told to uh, Edward, I know you, I know who you are, and he said, Tell it, tell it loudly. And she said, you, Kravasisa. <laughs> so he will be forever known for his... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't... It's still funny. Yeah, it's the end, uh, like uh, it's like not uh, blood soccer, but blood seeker. We still have this word, and it's become part of Ukrainian folklore. Blood mm. eater. <laughs> and what? And silence. Who died? Again. <laughs> Or we can we can make it not uh, not blood sucker but blood fucker okay <laughs> yeah because uh, it's very similar to this <laughs> so uh, yeah 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 very close like uh, he used the wrong word with the wrong vowel and it was it was official his official speech for one of the cabinet ministers yeah yeah. Yeah, because for example, uh, I want to tell you about interesting fact why all uh, European kings are actually relatives, and uh, they are relatives because of князь uh, Yaroslav uh, Mudry. It was ruler of Rus back. It's always Rus. They never called themselves Kievska Rus. It's like was fake name made it by Russians in 19th century. So it's correctly will be to call this state Rus. And uh, he married his children with all kings in Europe, uh, with French kings, with uh, uh, Norwegian, with like another one. And that's why all European kings are relatives because they were ma uh, married on Yaroslav Mudry's kids. <clears throat> so he was like very wise politician. Like he was Yaroslav wise. He was yeah, Mudry, it's wise. And he was very wise uh, ruler because he. Um, makes this politician political marriage and he was very successful as a ruler and, and not m m much people know about that fact that uh, European kings are relatives because of Ukrainian ruler from 20th, 12th century <laughs> did he also have hemophilia no, no, it was like the Russian Tsar. Uh, uh, okay. No, 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 no. It's a different bloodline, and uh, it's even not relatives to Yaroslav Mudry. Uh, so. <laughs> like uh, they had another, uh, like they wasn't uh, Rurikovich, they wasn't Romanovi. So with uh, another dynasty, so they wasn't uh, relatives to Kiev's um, um, dynasty of rulers. So yeah, but we actually don't know what happens with this dynasty because we like, like they had lot of kids, especially Yaroslav Mudry, because he had lot of wives. Despite the fact that he was actually Christian. He, he had not right to have a lot of wives, but he had. <laughs> like Christianity, but not for all occasions. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird to think that there was this, this kind of 
separate bloodline that was ruling over all of Europe all this mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. And uh, like, um, uh, there are very interesting story about uh, last uh, Vikings economic who fall in love into daughter of Yaroslav Mudry. And when he asked uh, uh, Yaroslav Mudri to marry his daughter, Yaroslav Mudri told him that he should become more powerful. After this uh, uh, weekend, uh, go went to Byzantium, Byzantium, like uh, Western Roman Empire. <laughs> And like he become very uh, famous um, general, and after this he married Yaroslav uh, Mudry's daughter, and he take it her to his uh, state, but he died in in Great Britain. <laughs> in fight, he died in Great Britain in fight. But it's like when you think about Europe and imagine that. Uh, like map of of his way, yes, it uh, from uh, Norwegian states to uh, to Rus to Byzantium again to Rus and after to uh, Great Britain islands. <laughs> like he traveled almost uh, all and knew it worked on uh, that period of time because like they didn't know a lot much about uh, another countries and another continent. And like uh, Netflix or, or who tried to make the serious TV show about this particular uh, weekend who married Yaroslav Mudry's daughter, but <clears throat> Like we had a big fight with uh, this uh, studio because they cried Yaroslav the wise, the ruler of Russia. And it, uh, one second, Russia wasn't exist even. Moscow wasn't exist. Like no, <laughs> nothing of Russia wasn't exist. What Russian ruler? So. Uh, uh, you have like big problems with it because uh, foreigners they see this common part uh, Russia and Rus and decided that it's the same. But actually, uh, Peter II renamed his state Muscovia into Russia because he uh, conquered um, Kyiv uh, and make uh, made Ukraine the part of his empire. Uh, uh, and because he like. Uh, because he almost destroyed Hetman state, almost like he's uh, uh, catching the second to uh, made his uh, plan and done. <laughs> uh, but uh, he, like, after he conquered Kyiv. He renamed uh, uh, his state, Muscovia, into Russia because uh, uh, it's like they were. Um, How it will be with Ancestors of uh, Rus, but they wasn't. And actually, this story was made up by uh, Melantis Mutritsky uh, in. Uh, 19th uh, in 18th century so it was uh, a professor in Kiev Mohila Academy and a pope uh, like all that uh, in that that time only popes were those who uh, studied in uh, in academies and universities and so on and he made this up to unite uh, Russia and Ukraine after Bogdan Khmelnytsky signed the unity. 
Mm-hmm. You unite, like unite. <laughs> it wasn't united. Uh, it uh, no. <laughs> Like, it's always called united, 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 union, but but it was never a union. <laughs> it wasn't union. It was occupation always. <laughs> it's like it's it's such a joke because like, mm, uh, uh, Russians did like this. Um, they chant they chanted labels. Yes, and they call it themselves uh, uh, Russia. And after this, after this, everyone in the Europe like thinks that they are ancestors of uh, that medieval state Rus uh, on Tutnipro River, and they only changed their name and conquered part of Ukrainian territory. It's like. Well, sometimes I'm, I, I think that oh, European uh, scientists are actually very stupid. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> because, like, guys, <laughs> study history sometimes, <laughs> at least. And it's so sad because, like, Ukrainians tried to debunk it, all these myths. myths. But it's uh, it's very strong. It's still strong in 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 the minds. So, for example, when I uh, watch some uh, TikToks or reels, like some people still um, uh, acting like Russia is normal state. Like it's they uh, not embarrassing to mention Russia without uh, saying what Russia doing right now. Like, it's like normal state. It's a, it's, it's a problem because um, in, even if you don't mention it, that like you say it about some uh, languages and like, besides Russia now attack at Ukraine and no one mentioned it. No one mentioned it. And in minds, they still have this old map of Europe, old image of uh, Europe, uh, but it's it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, I think those those perceptions are changing though slowly, but they are changing. <laughs> 